Welcome to Keeping Score. I'm Rick Haro. Each week we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rulemakers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players in the $750 billion business of sports. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. All right, I promise, I promise four weeks in a row about Super Bowl and NFL, that's enough. Next week, we focus on college basketball and other sports. Daytona 500, it is happening, by the way, as well as the NBA and the All-Star Game, but it is the juggernaut of American sports, and if you don't think so, Cantor Media's preliminary estimate for the in-game spending for Super Bowl 53, it was about $382 million, the third largest ever. You know what one and two were? Last year's Super Bowl and the the year before, it drew a total audience delivery of 100.7 million viewers across all platforms, CBS Television Network, CBS Interactive, the NFL Digital Properties, and all or part of the game was watched by a little less than 150 million people. The streaming coverage set viewership records, streaming across 7.5 million unique devices, up 20% last year from last year. That is a very, very significant number. Viewers consume more than 560 million total minutes of live game coverage, up 19% from last year. And while the Super Bowl is still an obvious juggernaut, last year's game drew about 103 million viewers on NBC alone. But let's not worry about that. Let's not also worry about, are the Patriots a dynasty? Yes. Let's not worry about, is he the greatest of all time, Brady? Yes. But let's focus on what Super Bowls do. They help get stadiums done. They generate economic impact. They generate philanthropy. Last week, remember, we had a very interesting Brett Daniels commentary on what it meant to Atlanta. This week, Rodney Barreto. He's the head of the South Florida Super Bowl host committee, but here's his unique perspective. This is his third stint as chairman. Usually they disband and go on to other things. Rodney's made a career of bringing Super Bowls to South Florida. Steve Ross spent a half a billion dollars renovating the stadium. And now Rodney Barreto talking about what is necessary to bring the Super Bowl to South Florida, which is guaranteed but less than a year away. Rodney Barreto. Sports Professor Rick Haro inside the boardroom beyond the scoreboard. The people who are the most exciting people to see are Super Bowl 54, 2020, Miami. They're brilliant PR guys have come up with a device to chop up coconuts, to open them up, and to give them out. And there's a line, nobody cares about Atlanta, but certainly people care about Miami. Not true. The guy who is the chairman of the Miami host committee and has been involved in Super Bowl three now, third one here in uh, in South Florida, Rodney Barreto. Thank you for doing this. Absolutely. Tell, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, International Business Show. People understand that Miami is a significant tourist destination, but this is not just Miami. This is South Florida. It's Palm Beach, Broward, Dade, and everywhere else. So talk a little bit about your geographical mandate. Well, you know, it's obviously a regional effort, and, uh, you know, we, we uh, work closely with our neighbors to the north, Broward and, and Palm Beach County. We're going to utilize all three international airports, and we need it. And yeah. we have hotel room blocks in all three counties. So you fly out of, uh, when you're in Atlanta, you fly to Hartsfield and where else? That's Hartsfield, it. Hartsfield and Hartsfield. Hartsfield. Right. You know, yeah. so 
Miami, you know, we you know we have uh, the three airports. We have uh, room blocks in all three counties. Um, listen, Miami is not the hottest city in America. Yeah. It's the hottest city in the world. Yeah. And everybody's going to come. I mean, everybody, the buzz is, man, we can't wait to get to Miami. You, you can leave your jacket at home. Right. You don't need it. R- Rodney Barreto certainly is passionate about what he does, and he should be because you've been involved for over 30 years on this. How do you start Dick Anderson, who is a former Dolphin All-Pro safety, got you involved in the kind of business of Super Bowl promotion early on? Tell that story. Absolutely. You know, Dick came to me, and uh, Dick is obviously a neighbor in, in, in uh, Coral Gables, and he asked me to get involved with him. And at that time, I was vice president of Governor Affairs. I handled all the politics for him and, uh, you know, made sure that we got the in-kind service from the local government and we got state government involved. And it worked out really well. And, uh, I mean, uh, ever since, I've been there ever since. Now now on my 30th year, that was 1988. And here it is, 2019, uh, 31 years. So, yeah. I mean, this is a compliment sincerely. Don't hit me. But I think in all the Super Bowl people that I've met, you're probably the oldest, most experienced, uh-huh. longevity-wise guy who's been in this position of any Super Bowl committee. Usually it's one and done. That's right? correct. Talk, talk about the sustaining nature. Well, you know, you're right. It's usually one and, and done. And, uh, and this will be my third one as chairman. Yeah. And uh, and I chased a lot of them in between. And thanks to Steve Ross, as you know, we talked right. about it before. I mean, for him, you know, he tried to go the public route. It didn't work out. So, you know what? He ponied up to the table, wrote a check for $550 million, and we have a brand new stadium. And now we're back in the rotation. Yeah, and, and it is, some people want to make it more complicated. It effectively is that simple. Yeah. And when you realize the life of building facilities in the NFL and other leagues with mega events, the idea of promising giving Super Bowls and the economic impact it generates, it would more than pay for the public money that's allocated. South Florida Absolutely. sometimes gets it, sometimes doesn't. Steve took it upon himself, and here we are. Here we are. Not only that, and it, thanks to Steve, the Miami Open tennis tournament, yeah. which left Key Biscayne, is at Hard Rock Stadium. Pretty little secret, by the way. We don't know that yet, but you watch the finals of that tennis tournament, you're like in Wimbledon. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, and then you know, hey, listen, uh, you know, you got to give them credit. And by the way, uh, I've already signed the papers. You know, it's an invitation only now. It's not bid. And you know, the NFL's changed their their way yeah. to do business. Right. I've signed the papers for 25, 26, or 27. So are you exclusively? We got to go through you. Is that no, 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 no. <laughs> but I, but we're hoping the NFL makes a decision, I, I, I and we're back in the rotation. Right. And by the way, the, the whole idea of the politics of Super Bowl awarding has been a significant issue for the league. Part of what they need to do, they've got to balance their priorities. They got to make sure that they spread it around. They got to yep. make sure they keep their TV partners happy. They got to make sure they got to provide leverage to build facilities. Absolutely. The Minnesotas, the Detroits. Probably had enough of cold weather LA. for a while. Yep. Now L.A., which yep. is not as hard a problem, nor yep. Vegas, right. nor Phoenix. Right. So think about the competition you have. It's not as easy today as it used to be, is it? No, it's not. You know, listen, you know, we're, we're blessed. We're on our 11th record, record-breaking record Super Bowl. Yeah. And, you know, we've known what Super Bowls are. They're good for your city. They're good for, for business. You know I mean? It starts right at your airport. You're, you're bringing people in your community. Now it's Uber and Lyft. It's also rental cars, but it's Uber and Lyft. Yeah. I mean, it's right. just it's a huge economic generator. And so so a lot of cities are figuring out, wow, you know, we should have a Super Bowl in our community. It's good. It's let's, good for business. Let's talk about the economic impact for a while because people's eyes, my perspective, is they're glazed over. They see a 500 million, 600 million number. They don't want it, know, know what it means. But even the cynics can understand Super Bowl one week, two weeks, cruise ships, uh, restaurants on the way to other communities. So talk about that. Sir. Well, it, it's what I was saying a few minutes ago. Now, you know, corporate America at its best. They're going to come to your community. They're 
they're going to spend. They're going to have an open checkbook. They're they're entertaining their number one client, you know, at, at this game. And by the way, the 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 game is a three and a half hour game. What's re, what's really important is all the activities around the game and all the uh, you know people coming into town. In in our case, we're going to have sixty five thousand people will go to the actual game, but there's going to be maybe a couple hundred thousand people in your community for the parties, yeah. for the entertainment, entertaining clients, moving people around. I and mean, they don't know what to do other than spend a lot of money. Exactly. Right? And, you know, yeah. listen, we, we're the envy of America with the restaurants we have between the three counties, the hotels that we have. So it's it's just going to be fabulous. Uh, a little self-serving uh, for your perspective, but people don't know it. Let's talk about the dimension and the volume of the cats you have to herd. In communities where hmm. there is a stadium in a downtown, right. there's one political jurisdiction you have to serve. You have at least three counties. How many cities? Oh, my God. There's, you know. Pick it up. 30, I mean, lot, there's 35 cities just right. in Miami-Dade County alone. And, and then times probably yeah. two and a half. Yeah. So you got almost 100 cities. Yeah. And they want a return on their respective investments. That's right. The hotels, the they restaurants. Do. How do you balance it? Well, you know, it's real simple. You know, it's simple math. And I boil it down to this. A 30-second spot in Super Bowl is $5 million. Do you know how many 30-second spots we're going to get out of this? Yeah. When you have 5,000 press from all over the world, when this game is going to be broadcast to 170 countries. Right. So when you boil it down to the, the simplistic math of 30, a 30-second 30 spot, the, the local elected officials get it. They see the return immediately. Yeah, but you've got to do oh, yeah. a major everywhere selling job, don't you? Oh, absolutely. You know, the politics on Miami Beach, you know, yeah. where you were born. Right. And, the, you know, the city the city side, the county, Broward County, Palm Beach County. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, every, and everybody wants a piece of the pie, you know? And, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is radio, so let me describe it. Rodney Barreto, when I first met him, he was strapping good looking. Yeah. <laughs> look at him now. In all seriousness, another context, too, it's an important issue. The NFL has asked more and more yeah. from the respective host committees. Yeah. Some would call it extortion. Most would call it legitimate business bidding of yeah. one city versus another. Yeah. Respond to that kind of process and the pay-to-play now, what it takes, which is a lot more than... You know, it's kind of a, you know, when I look back 20 years ago, and when Jim Steig ran Super Bowls, yeah. we would do the, the Super Bowl on a handshake. We would get the contract after the Super Bowl came and left the community. Right. And Jim was a man of his word, and it was great. But, you know, today's the, the way the economics lay out, yes, it's the, the, the Super Bowl, no, excuse me, the NFL is very demanding, and they, and they almost kind of block you out of a lot of the fundraising because... It's their sponsors first, right? And then so we got to go find people who traditionally are not in that that space to help underwrite bringing the Super Bowl to town. Block you out of the fundraising, but not trying to stir the pot, demanding a pretty significant check. Yeah, well, you know, listen, I, I it's still the number one sporting event in the world, and you know what? And you know, when you're the number one sporting event in the world, you can demand a lot. Yeah. And uh, you know, listen, we also, you know, we 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 held our own. They wanted uh, wanted a bunch of tax reliefs on a bunch of different things that we did not uh, agree with them and did not give them. Right. So yeah, so it's a give and take. Yeah. And and uh, and I think it's just going to be really incredible because the last time Super Bowl was in Miami was ten years ago. Right. And we have a different community there. If you stop and think about it, there was no bright line train coming to downtown Miami. The tri rail didn't have a, right. a have a a, a a depot in downtown Miami. We didn't have a tunnel. We didn't have a Perez Art Museum. We didn't have a museum of science. 
clients. We didn't have the brand new condos on in downtown or in the new hotels. And the same, you can make the same argument in, in Broward and in Palm Beach County. Every All these communities have just blown up. The, 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 the other piece of Super Bowl rotation from a national perspective, I think, is that, um, I don't know if this is news, but it's cold in Minnesota. <laughs> I don't know if this is news, but it's pretty cold in Atlanta. And I think when we're ready for a 2020 event, all of the activating corporations that have put a two-year hiatus on golf tournaments and everything warm now has Miami, Tampa, and LA back-to-back-to-back. Yeah. Back back. What does that mean? It means it's going to be more dollars to us because they've been holding their money. And we, we experienced that when they had the Super Bowl in Detroit. And, and it was very obviously very cold there. They were coming to Miami after Detroit, and, and they said, we're holding our money. We'll, we'll see you in Miami. Yeah. And so you're going to get that. Listen, we, I was just in a meeting with the folks from Minnesota. It was minus 50 degrees yesterday. Right. And they said to me, we had, we, if we were there today, everything was shut down. Right. The airport, the, the Super Bowl Live. Volunteers, everything was, would have been shut down. So we're, we're, you know, listen. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to make a prediction. It's going to be blue skies, balmy okay. weather, and 72 degrees in That's, Miami. And, and by the way, Rodney doesn't go out on a limb very much. That's about as far as he gets. And the last time it snowed in Miami, I remember, it was 1977. Yeah, exactly. We all understand that. So for Rodney Barreto personally, you've been involved in a lot of this. You've had an incredible run at mixing civic activism with local success. What's next for you? You know, uh, you know, I think we're going to chase another Super Bowl. Yeah. I'd love to get another one for our community. I think. Uh, I think Steve Ross deserves having another one for for stepping up and making his investment. You got folks like Tom Garfinkel who just do an incredible job executing uh, all the improvements there. So it's, listen, you know, I mean, the sky's the limit, right? Yeah. So absolutely, and part of it is not. I mean, we all look back at the respective sports stuff in Miami, and in seriousness, sports has grown a long way. Oh yeah. We originally dealing yeah. with that 30, 40, 50 years ago when it was everybody coming from somewhere else and it was fun and sun. It is now a very significant part of an economic engine that's yeah. called tourism and economic development Absolutely. in South Florida, not just Miami. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's funny, you know, to all your listeners out there, you know, Rick, I remember when you built the arena, okay. the old Miami arena and, yeah. and all the politics you had to go through whether we, we put skyboxes or we don't put skyboxes yeah. and, you know, and, and the way that product ended. Rodney Barreto, thank you very <laughs> thank much. You. Really appreciate it. Alright, my friend. Rick Harrow, speak with you soon. Well, I guarantee you the focus now is going to Disney World. The big deal now, post-NFL, post-Super Bowl, couple of things. One is Julian Edelman and Tom Brady. They cut their beards for charity. Brady's didn't take long, but how about Edelman? I hope he got a deal from Gillette and otherwise by the tonnage of beard hair. That would be really significant. And then finally, do we have enough football? Well, Bill Polian, the co-founder of the Alliance of American Football, thinks not. We have their debut last weekend to numbers that are over two and a half, which are pretty significant when you consider the fact that this is a league of admitted cast-offs and next steps. The endless appetite for football, it is currently in existence. Get ready for Saturdays and Sundays of Alliance of American Football. And if that's not enough, less than a year from now, Oliver Luck, Vince McMahon, XFL 2020. Can't wait. Rick Haro, speak with you next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping Score. Our producer, Alex Cohen. Associate producer, Freddie Joyner. Assistance provided by Carlos Swadek, Tanner Simpkins, Jesse Leeds, and Jamie Swimmer. And the executive editor of Reuters Digital, Dan Calaruso. I'm Ricaro. Thanks again for listening. See you next time on Keeping Score.